Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Well, welcome, guys. My name is Pastor Hank, and I'm the pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and this is the Mosaic of Marion. I have, once again, my sidekick, Miss Mona, with us. Hey, it's good to be here again. Hey. Always glad to be here. Absolutely. It yes. is so fun, man. We laugh It is. I was just praying and thanking God on the way over here for the privilege of being able to do this. Absolutely. I do the same. Yep. Who wouldn't want to hang out with me? <laughs> yes, I absolutely. can think of a lot of people that <laughs> wouldn't want to hang out with me talking about this. But we're talking about Jesus. So, hey, if you have your Bibles... Turn one more time to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to finish off the discussion that we started last week on about walking um, a worthy, in a worthy manner with the Lord and your walk and what it should look like and what Paul said. So, got any thoughts going into this? Uh, no, I thought um, I really enjoyed what we talked about last week and we, we sort of talked, we really focused on the walk mm-hmm. and what that means and how um, that our walk is what we're characterized by and how we live our life. And then we looked at other verses that um, that really talk about that walk specifically. And so today I think we're going to focus on the next part of it, which is the manner. Yes. About some fruit. And what that right and what that means. Hey, so let's open up with a word of prayer real quick, and then we'll dive into Ephesians chapter 4. Father, we come once again um, bowing in um, humble adoration, bowing before your glory and uh, before your magnificence, Father. God, wanting and desiring to walk in a manner that is worthy of your calling that you called us with. Give us uh, knowledge. Give us the ability to understand. Uh, Speak to our hearts and speak to our minds. Give us clarity, I pray for today, Father God. Lord, we look to you for all that um, happens in our life. We look to you when we need comfort. We look to you when we're successful um, in the mountaintop experiences. God, help us to look to you for everything that we do. So, God, we come, and we ask you to use this time as a living sacrifice. Um, that'll be a sweet smell to you. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, here we go. Let's dive into Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read it really quickly, and then we're going to let Miss Mona just dive right in to a certain part. Um, I, therefore, remember always, I, I say this all the time, Therefore is always there for a reason. So remember, the therefore is talking about the first three chapters. The first three chapters of Ephesians gives you doctrine, and the last three give you duty Mm -hmm. on how you should walk. So don't forget that. So Paul says, basically what he's saying there is, now that I've told you all this doctrine, how do you put it in practice? Exactly. How do you you live it out, live it out, leave it out, (laughs) live it out in your life so that if someone else is watching you, they'll see the doctrine that you firmly believe in lived out. So, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. And here's a lot of what we're going to focus on today. This is when we get into some of the meat of this. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body... One spirit, just as you recall to the to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, 
one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. We're going to stop right there. Okay. So what you think? Well, at first I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but um, I, I wanted to jump on this last week, and so I want to jump on it today as you were reading it. Um, I am struck by the fact that Paul says, I urge you. And so it's not just a um, ease. I don't know how to say what I was going to say, but he urges us. It's yes. important. It's um, vital for us. It's not something that is just a mere suggestion, but um, it's um, it's almost a command um, that this is what we are to do. Paul does it. I did have that thought also yeah. last week. Um, so yeah, Paul does that a couple of times mm-hmm. in Scripture. Um, one other place. So and the word "urge" there it does mean I, basically saying I am begging you. I'm making. Right. I want you to make this of utmost importance. Right. And I would. Here's what I would say. You know, so often we say um, that scriptures are just as alive for today as it was when it was written, and that's absolutely true. Right. If if there's one thing, and I'm a Southern Baptist, and and you are as well, um, and and I don't know how many people follow Southern Baptist leaders, and I'm it's not a, a rip on Southern Baptists, but good gravy in our own denomination, we need some unity. Yes, we have guys that just are seemingly trying to rip it apart at uh-huh. the threads. Now, having said that, I'm a Christian before I'm a Southern right, Baptist. Right. Um, I want to get that straight, but. And then you can go from, okay, so if we're not getting along in our denomination, we're not going to get along with others. So we have to maintain the unity first in our church, then the denomination. And, well, first, our relationship with Jesus. Yes. Then our de- church, then our denomination, and then other denominations as Christianity in a whole. So Paul also uses that also in Romans chapter 12. Basically, it's the same word. In verse 1, he says, I appeal to you. Mm-hmm. So it's the same, same right. thought process. Right. And so... Um, as we think about it, um, he, as he wrote to these churches and gave them not just doctrine, but also practical ways of living out that doctrine, as you talked about, he made sure that he was getting across to, um, them and to us as we read it now, the importance of doing just that, of putting that doctrine into practice, mm-hmm. that it's he's not just making suggestions on how to live your life, but he's showing us what indeed we need to do. Okay, we're going to take a right turn for here just okay. for a second. I know this is what scares you. <laughs> and really, this is nothing. It's just a, sort of a mind as you as you were talking there. Here is my thought. How amazing is God? How amazing is the Holy Spirit? Now, we have no clue how the Holy Spirit worked through Paul to write all this. Right. But we know that he did. All scriptures God breathed. Just as important and necessary it was when it was written some 2,000 years ago, we still need the same message today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. I mean, to me, that is just as you were speaking and I was seeing where you were going, I'm like, that is mind blowing. Right. And we think, you know, um, we think we're in these times that we're in that um, has never been experienced before. Um, You know, our situations are different than it was just even a few years ago. But when we think of over the centuries and yet 
the bottom line is still the bottom line. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is still what Jesus has done for us. And then what we need to do to live that out as believers and as Christians. And it's still the same message. Yes. And so it's, it it transcends all that time. Yeah. Like I I said this, I mentioned this yesterday. There's not a Bible 2.0. No. The very same truths that were there. And I don't care if you go back to Genesis 1.1. Right. They're still worthy of acknowledgement and to be lived out today. They are just as, here's the word I was just thinking of, as applicable to our lives in 2020 as it was in 56 Mm -hmm. AD, Mm -hmm. as it was in 85 AD, as it was in 2000 BC. (laughs) You know, they're they're just as applicable because, and here's why, the enemy never changes Mm -hmm. his tactics. He's powerful. We, I think so many times we think that he's just an idiot, the right. enemy, but he's really not. Right. He's incredibly brilliant. Right. In a warped, twisted way. Right. And he's powerful. Right. But he has no new tricks. Right. I've said it before. He just dresses them up, puts different, different. wrapping paper uh-huh. on them. So, and that's why, if you really get down to it, that's why the same principles are applicable today as right. it was when Paul penned these. And also because God's word never changes and God never changes. And so because of that, we can hold on to the surety of his word. We can hold on to the surety of him. Um, and no matter what we're facing in life, um, his word and he has never changed. And so we can hold on to that and live by it. Exactly. And that ought to, that's a comfort. I, we always, everybody, I, I cannot think of a person out there that at times just doesn't like change. Right. But the great thing is if you're a follower of Jesus, he never changes. Yes. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. So uh, let's just, now, let's, now that we've taken that right, which it just, I blame you for that because you made me think of what I was, what I said there. Let's look at some, and it's easy to read these passages. Okay, let's make this statement. It's easy to read this passage and say, exactly. Yep. It's hard to put it in practice. Yes, yes, yes. I'll share, I'll tell you this. Last week we talked about grumbling and complaining, and then I caught myself, I was doing a little grumbling and complaining as Tyler was walking me around the campground (laughs) last week, and so it was hilly, and there was, he made me do a lot of steps. And I, I laughed and chuckled and said to him, um, I just talked on the podcast about not grumbling and complaining. I guess I shouldn't grumble and complain. <laughs> but it is hard. It's, it is. It's hard, all of this. So let's just, uh, we're going to look at, probably won't deal with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you guys can read, um, because I know you also want to go to somewhere else. I believe that's important too. But I do. the one thing that I think we lack across Christianity is humility. Right. I think everybody struggles with it. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. Yep. Um, society we live in, whatever you want. But we all think we have th- uh, the knowledge that others don't. And our way, it, it, it really stems, our lack of humility stems from selfishness because yes. we think we're smarter than the other person. Right. Well, you ought to be doing it my way. Why don't right. you listen to what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. I'm or, right no matter what. Right. Or there's a false humility. Oh, yeah. In which we um, just almost browbeat ourselves because we want to be humble. So we put ourselves down and that's not right either. So the first thing, and and I'm dealing with that because first thing is humility with all, and you know, Paul is so infamous for that with all humility. Right. Which means not one iota of pride. 
Exactly. Not one iota. You think we can ever get to that point? No. When we get to heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When we see Jesus. Right. Um, Yeah, the Bible says in in Philippians 2 that um, he humbled himself. Yes. Jesus. So he's our ultimate picture. Really, as you imitate others in your walk, and Paul tells us to a couple times, so you need to find somebody that is humble. Man, when you find that person that is truly humble, man, they're just blessing to be around. Right. I've known a few, and I just love to be in their presence. Right. Because, you know, there's no fakeness. Right. See, that's what comes with, with humility is is this thing of not anything being fake. Right. It's all real. Yes. And, and you can tell when mm-hmm. somebody has false mm-hmm. humility. Yes. And so hopefully this won't catch you too off guard. So what are some – why? what's the big deal about humility and, and humbling ourselves that – really um, proves our love for Jesus, I guess, in a way. What What are some characteristics of humility? Well, I was thinking of the definition that um, I've heard several times from all, you know, various places about that humility is not thinking less of ourselves, but thinking of ourselves less. And so when we do that, then we're focused on the other person. And isn't that what Jesus said, the two greatest commandments? The first is to love him with your um, whole heart, soul, and mind. And the second is to love your neighbor. And if you are not thinking of yourself less, you can't do that. You can't love your neighbor the way that you're supposed to. You can't um, bear each other's burdens the way you're supposed to, which um, is talked about later, even in this verse, bearing with one another. You, you can't do any of that if you are not thinking of yourself less, if right. you are not in humility. And I think about, as you're talking there also, it, we, I used to hear it all the time as a child growing up, um, the golden rule. Yeah. You don't ever hear anybody talk about it right. anymore. And if you've never heard it, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And that's really also a picture. If I'm going to do unto you as I really want you to do unto me, that's going to uplift you. Yeah. Imagine the love that you'll share if if I'm always trying to lift you up, mm-hmm. but you're always trying to lift right. me up. Right. What what a bond of, and it talks about here, what a bond of peace. Yes. That we're going to have. Right. Because if you're in um, humility, then... Um, then you're not striving for your own things. It's not, um, you're not striving for your own agendas. You're not striving for your own things that you want to get out of a relationship or things that you want to get out of a situation. You're looking to others and what, what can you give to them? Yeah. How can you be a blessing to somebody mm-hmm. else? So mm-hmm. do that. Strive. It's not easy. Don't no. look. I tend, I, I tend at times, I mean, I will beat my chest and think I'm right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I struggle with that at times. Um, I used to really struggle before I really got my life right with Jesus. Right. Um, but then he goes on and he talks about gentleness um, with patience. I love that, gentleness with patience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to go to, then he says, um, then he goes to what he said, bearing with one another in love. Um, I don't know. We've lost that across Christianity too. I'd see a lot that we're just lacking today. Right. You would think that the mess we're in would have drawn more people to the church. Mm-hmm. But I think because of so much at times fakeness of the church, we've pushed so many people away right. that now all of a sudden we're claiming we have the answer and people are like, yeah, whatever. You're the ones that fight in business meetings and you're the ones that go out and gossip and talk about others. Right. Right. You're, you're the ones that go out and, and as if you know everything. And right. why would we want to listen to you? Right. I really struggle with the church at times. Right. Yeah. Um, 
not necessarily our church, but our church has flaws too. Right, right. And so it's across the spectrum. Very interesting another part of that. I want to get to the word eager. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. I want to ask you this. The word eager there means make an effort. Hmm. Be diligent. So right. once again, Paul, it's almost as he's urging Nair. Right. He's now saying be eager to do this. So be diligent to do this. Can I ask you a question out there? Um, are you more concerned, and this is all tied in with humility. Mm-hmm. Are you more concerned with being right or keeping the peace? Right. Now, in, in saying that, I'm not saying go along with unbiblical doctrine. Yes. Right. That's not. No, no, we're not saying that. But man, if you don't care, if if we're talking about, let's just go to the usual one, the color of the carpet. Do you have to have your way? Right. I mean, do you do you have to have your way? In, if we're talking about, um, man, I don't know what we're gonna. Um, Even the music. The music, yeah, that's in another books. good one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But but but. Um, Again, and I might have said this, but um, the humility, the gentleness, the patience, the bearing with one another, the being eager to maintain the unity, it's all not focused on ourselves. Right. It's all focused on on others. And so even as we are eager to maintain the unity, like you said, it goes back to humility and that we're not eager to push our own agenda. We're not eager to um, to do make sure that what happens is the things that we want to happen. But instead we are looking to the things that will um, unify us to who that will keep us in unity. We, and we don't um, engage in activities that do not. And, and so it's important um, that we may, and the only way, let's just be honest, the only way to have this in your life is to have more Jesus. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, period. That, right. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, how can we just get across what we need to know? Here, here's if you're if you struggle, and I'm all about that too, man. Sometimes you need to do some spiritual checkups. Yes, you need to pray as as David prayed, Lord, search me, and see if there be any iniquity yes. in me. Right. Um. See if there's pride in me. God, make me more humble. Now, before you pray that, if you really prayed and mean it, right. uh, be careful. Right. Uh, the way you get humility is to be. Brought down a notch or two, right. as my granny used to say. Mm-hmm. I'll bring you down a notch or two. <laughs> I remember a story, quick story about my granny. My granny was about five foot one if she was anything, okay? Maybe 4'11", but she was a ball of fire. And so I, I have legit been about five seven and a half since I was in the fourth grade. <laughs> Pitiful me, huh? Um, so one day I was, I remembered I was 13 years old. I was already taller than my granny. So I put my arm around her. I said, I'm taller than you. She said, and I'll cut you down the notches, boy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You need me to go do anything. You me to go cut wood or something. So, but that's the picture here. God's going to cut you down a notch or two. Yes. Either you can strive to allow yourself to be humble or God will humble you. Mm-hmm. God's way is not always nice. He'll embarrass you. Right. For your own benefit. Now, don't think God's mean. I, I, I promise you, I'm not right. trying to. But he'll embarrass you to get you humble. Right. But he also, at the same time, there are times. I mean, he can be a gentleman. Oh, yes. And he can. And and uh, he will do that with love, which we don't. Yes. We have a hard time understanding that because we're not that way. You know, we are love. Um, for us to love like God does is 
um, hard. Yeah, even even when Paul writes, when you're correcting a brother, you do it in yes, love. Right. So yes, I, I, and if I if yeah. I gave out the thought that God's just, <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, I, and thank you for that. Be- if, but you're right. If you know, He will do whatever He needs to do to make us more like Christ, mm-hmm. because that's the end goal. That's the that is what um, He has. Um, called us to be is to be more like Christ. And so he will do and use whatever he needs to in order for us to do that. So, you know, one of my only, I think, two original statements that I, I claim to be actual originals, one of them, God never lets a good valley go to waste. Right. And so, by the way, but let me give you the flip side. I'm going to take up for God for a minute. He doesn't need me to take up for him because he's God and I don't, he doesn't need me. But he also, at times, I said, to humble you, I want to just deal with this for 30 seconds. But he also says that if you uncover your sin, he covers it. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't always humble you when he can. If right. he sees you acknowledging right. it right. and he sees you out there, and it's in Proverbs, he who conceals a matter, God will unseal, uncover it. Um, man, just strive to be godly. Right. So, well, and I was going to, I was thinking then that it, isn't it better than for us to to start the process and say to God, show me how I need to be more humble rather than waiting until, um, to be taught that lesson in a difficult way. Yes, absolutely. I could tell you another story, but we're (laughs) going to move on. Um, so let's go. All right. Flipping your Bibles. Uh, Um, by the way, and then you get into the run of ones, one body, one spirit, or one hope, one faith, one Lord, one baptism, one God and father of all guys. Here's the, here's what Paul is getting at. I believe to succinctly put it, we're to be one. Yes. Right. In my Atlanta, we are so fractured. Right. In the Christian community, we're fractured. Mm-hmm. One. I certainly and truly wish we could get back to that. Okay. I told you I was going to do that succinctly <laughs> if I said that right. Let's go to Colossians. Go to Colossians chapter 1 and take it away. Um. Well, I was... Um had looked at Colossians 1.10 and had that on my list as um, a verse that talks about walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. And then as I read it again, I thought here again, just like in Ephesians, we're kind of given a list that we can look at and see what are the fruits of our walking. And we can use it as a way of measuring ourselves and self-evaluating just like we can with that list in Ephesians. And so let me read it. It says, um, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. Notice what it says that walking worthy of him is fully pleasing to him. Yes. And I don't know about you, but I want to please the Lord. Amen. And so then he goes on and, and creates a list and it says bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now, Paul is infamous for his um, parenthetical thoughts, but if you break it down... So am I. Is that what we're calling it yeah, now? Yeah, that's what I want to call it. Parenthetical thoughts. I just like how, okay. like how that sounds. I like it. Um, <laughs> but we see the list that he is listing is the bearing fruit, the increasing in the knowledge of God, the being strengthened, and giving thanks. Those are the four things that we should be able to see in our lives if we are walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. Yes. <laughs> It just looks at me like, okay, keep going. Um, and so we're on a roll. Uh, <laughs> um, 
one, I mean, we can talk about bearing fruit with every good work. We've talked about doing the works that God has, um, has given to us to do. And, but I was really struck with increasing in the knowledge of God, Mm -hmm. because as I looked at that, and as I looked at the knowledge, um, that word, once again, this is an, an example of, um, we have one word and the Greek has several. And so I wanted to know what that knowledge was. And so as I looked it up, that with this knowledge, there is a participation in the acquiring of it. And so there's a relationship between the learner and the object of his knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so when I read that, I thought, yeah, see, it needs, there needs to be an active pursuit of knowing God. There and we've talked about being in the word and, um, and that has been a theme. Um, and so we need to actively participate in searching to know God more. And that should be one of the things that we are striving for in our lives. And it, and it says that as we do that, we are walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, which also means that if we're not, then we're not walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. Exactly. So, (laughs) nee. You need to be reading God's word. I wonder how many how many podcasts have the host going, yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Sorry, many. I was writing some notes in my own Bible here. So um I cannot and I told him yesterday, you know, and I, I'll say this again. Um Wednesday is my nineteenth yep. anniversary of being the pastor here at Marion Baptist Church. Woo-hoo. Um I, I have no clue how they put up with me that long. But and I was blessed by a buddy of mine, um, Jason Cardwell. He he said something after church too about it. Um, I do want. I, I told him. I said, if there's been one constant thread, yep. I honestly believe doing being self aware uh-huh. and a self check is that I've always encouraged people, right? And as Paul said, urged people, right? Pleaded with people to read their Bibles. Now, I'm not a big fan. Personally, I know you are. You and I have had this conversation. I don't know if we've talked about it. We've talked. It's come up on here. Yes, it has. That I'm not a big fan of read your Bible through in a year. I'm just not because I I, I think we get tied up in the quantity of yes. our reading, not quality. So, but that's a per, that's a me thing, right? And you know, bless. I know you are into it. You've done it. Um. So, and that's fine. If, if that's you, hey, bless your heart. Right. Read. Be I'm, the word, right? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you not to. You're going to get something out of it, but I'm just, I would prefer the other way. That's just a personal preference. But I have thought about that. I've pushed that for 19 years. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe there's been some fruit from that, mm-hmm. that I, I do get um, at least, and it, more as we've gotten into more of the texting age and, and Snapchatting age or whatever. Um more questions but so i know more people are reading right. um and then jason i said he said and you've always pointed us to the gospel hey yes um i mean what, what it, as a pastor what are you going to point people to if you're not pointing right. people to the gospel and and the word of god right. i mean what are you really going to point people to so i don't you know I, I i love the bible um no i'm not a king james only guy um i, I read king james mm-hmm. i love the language um, it's very beautiful, mm. uh, but I, you know, just me. But anyway, so actively, I love how you put that, and that's what I was writing down, <laughs> and then you quit talking, <laughs> so I didn't get it all written down. <laughs> um, to actively, man, that has just struck a nerve. Mm. Actively pursuing yes. the knowledge of God. Yes. You know, um, 
Packer um, wrote Knowing God, and he wrote several other books about um, A.W. Tozer wrote um, The Pursuit of God. Mm -hmm. And um, man, Knowledge of the Holy. I'm trying to read that right now. (laughs) Uh, So so these old guys, and I love, you know, here's what I want to encourage you out there. If you're listening, read Dead People. Right. Because their theology cannot change. Right. Man, we just think about the past few years of the people that we thought were rock solid mm-hmm. that have left the faith completely. Right. Yep. Um, so read dead people. Right. <laughs> some new stuff, and there's some guys you're pretty sure they're solid, but you know, dead people they can't change and they're right. the solid ones. So A. W. Tozer, Packer, all these guys, man, they're just, um Spurgeon. I could keep going. But actively pursue it. Here's my here's what I think. When do you ever open God's word mm-hmm. outside of the church building Yep, on your own? It goes back to yesterday's sermon. What do you cling to? Yes. Are you, because I'm telling you, if you're not clinging to the word of God, you're clinging to dust. And it's as a picture I gave of sand running through your fingers mm-hmm. when you pick it up. So it, God will move in a mighty way if you, continually continually get in it yes and have a plan don't shotgun it don't do don't be the guy or girl <laughs> just gonna open it up by golly Point and i turn to the book of it. obadiah i don't even know who that is <laughs> by golly and just have a plan read if you've never read through um the bible you need to start but number one don't 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 even go to the book of genesis start go to the book of john right. go to a gospel Right. You know, or or something like that, um, and begin there. So you want to finish your thought? Our time is running. Um, Jeez, uh, <laughs> we have one minute left. He just looked at the clock. <laughs> well, that was just in that list. That was just the something that had jumped out. Um, I'm in. I'm about to post um, on my blog a post about. Asking God to teach you and to make you understand when you read. You stole my sermon from yesterday. Uh, no, no, no! I wrote it before. Your sermon. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. She did not. <laughs> but, um, but you know, also being strengthened with all power and and um, we need strengthen, don't we? Oh my land! I mean, the things yes. that of this world and the things that we're um, dealing with. Just when we think that pandemic we can get out again than um some places we can't and so um i mean we just we just need to be strengthened and paul goes on to tell about how he does that according to god's glorious might and why he does that for all endurance um and for patience with joy and so the and here's the thing we can read through this passage and we can pick these things up but until we truly sit down and read it and have yes. our, ask God to open our hearts and minds to it, to, to dig out those gems, to dig out those um, deep, deep truths. Um, it, our, if our reading is shallow, then the impact will be shallow. Right. If our reading oh, is deep, good. then our impact is deep. And I think I need to write that down. <laughs> yes, that's good. <laughs> it just came to my head. It came to my heart because it's the Holy Spirit asking me to say it. And so, but but isn't that true? Yes. Isn't that true? Very much so. And so um, as we have looked at these passages, I know that our time is almost up, so I'm trying to... Actually, it's up. Uh, um, <laughs> as we have looked at these passages, that's been our desire. Yes. Is not just to look at them in a shallow way, but to look at them in a deep way. 
dig deeper. Yep. Dig deeper. So while you're writing, can you go ahead and say it, pray us out, and then I'll have sure. a comment or two? Yes. And Father, I'm just um, over and over again so thankful for the truths that are in your word and thankful for um, how you have given it to us and how you entrust us with it. And um, and so I pray that we wouldn't um, handle it lightly, but that we would handle it um, accurately and that we would strive to live by it um, because to just read it doesn't do any benefit, but to read it with hearts that are open to be changed is what you desire. And so help us to walk in a manner worthy of you. Help us to live that way because that is what you desire and that is what's pleasing to you. And so we thank you for entrusting us and thank you for um, entrusting us with speaking at this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, uh, once again, I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and um, with me is Miss Mona. And um, this is the Mosaic of Marion. I really want to thank you for tuning in every Tuesday or whenever you do during the week. God bless you guys. See you soon.